As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Stick around until the end of today's episode to hear the trailer for The Athletic's next narrative podcast, The Play Callers, where Jordan Rodrigue will take you inside the dynamics of the NFL's youngest coaching family, the Kyle Shanahan-Sean McVay coaching tree. The entire series will be released on the Athletic Football Show feed on Monday, July 10th. Welcome back to the Athletic F1 Show for Thursday, June 29th. I'm Stephen Nesbitt. Lights out and away we go straight to the phones. Levi in Greenwich has a little joke you want to tell us about Ryan Reynolds. Rob McElhenney investing in L'Equipe Alpine. Take it away, Levi. Wow, you just you just jumped right in and scooped me on a day. You come to me on a day when my headphones don't work and you make it the jokes before I get a chance to make it the jokes. <laughs> I pulled out the wrong rundown, I'm sorry. I know, I know. On today's show, we're going to talk about the Marlins and Braves clashing in Atlanta. We are going to preview our top series of the week, which is sort of what we do here. We're going to make our arms race pick, and Stephen is going to tell us about a new emoji that he invented. It's not safe for work. That's right. Yeah. Well, this is, as you alluded to, in fact, the Athletic Baseball Show, a little twice a week chit chat we like to have here and call on deck. I'm Stephen Nesbitt. That's Levi Weaver, if you missed it. So I actually did have a neighbor recently ask me, are you the Stephen Nesbitt that's uh, like doing the little plug ad at the start of the Athletic F1 show? I was like, that's me. That's me. Nice. So I do have a, a foot in that world. Very good. Look at you. I had somebody DM me on Twitter today telling me that my top 10 list was garbage and that uh, I should stop being a Rangers homer. I didn't do a top 10 list. Actually, you did. It, he was talking about the power rankings, oh. <laughs> but he decided to DM me about it and say that my top 10 list was trash. Well, it so, was garbage. Hey. We uh, we purposely make it garbage for the clicks, is what I'm told week after week. That's how I love to spend my Sunday nights, is just thinking of ways to get the clicks. I put the kids to bed, tape this show, get clicks. Put the A's in the top 20. I'd like find a way to justify it, make it happen. Do a reverse power rankings just to goose the numbers. So that segues us nicely because actually the, the Braves this week was uh, – this is the week they overtook the Rays. Despite being second in the standings, they uh, went to first in the power rankings. And now we have this long-awaited series, maybe just on this pod. We are a pro-fish pod. We were uh, looking out for the Marlins before anyone thought to look out for them. And here we go. The Marlins head to Atlanta. 
Boy, this is fun. Let me do a quick check on the, the Braves game. We're, we're recording at 2 o'clock Eastern on Wednesday. It's 2 nothing for the Braves. They just... I can tell you one shocking thing about it. Colby Allard pitched four and two-thirds innings, struck out eight, walked just one, allowed no runs on three hits. Colby Allard out here dealing for the 2023 Atlanta Braves. And I don't mean to like rip on Colby. Colby Allard. He was always a super, super nice guy in the Rangers clubhouse. Enjoyed any chance I got to talk to him. But he did not look like the sort of guy you want in the rotation for a team that's trying to go be the best team in baseball. And he's out here killing it. So, hey, happy for Colby Allard. Yeah, his first start since 2021 was a guy who was in the bullpen a year ago. And now he's, he's dealing for the Braves, who are motoring along despite being without two of their best starting pitchers for quite a while, Max Fried and Kyle Wright. And now they sit 52 and 27 uh, at time of recording. Again, they're up two runs in the seventh inning, so that may change soon. One four in a row going on five. And the Marlins, on the other hand, are actually just continue to breathe down their necks a bit. 46 and 34 at time of recording. One three in a row, and they have two more games against Boston. I'm super, actually le- legitimately stoked for this series. It's going to be an exciting one. So it's TBD on... Uh, on Friday for the Braves, I'm thinking maybe that's uh, Michael Soroka. He's been doing well in the minors, and A.J. Smith-Shrava just got sent down. Friday, that's TBD. Saturday, Charlie Morton. Sunday, Spencer Strider. And on the other side of that matchup is going to be Brian Hoeing, Yuri Perez, who we talked about last show, has been unbelievable, and Sandy Alcantara going Sunday. Alcantara just coming off of a seven innings, one run outing against the the Red Sox on Tuesday's ERA finally uh, under five down to four eight two so we I think have some exciting things to talk about on, on both sides here because the Braves you look at that you they are halfway to an MVP season for Ronald Acuna he's been unbelievable since you know the first pitch of this literally I think the first pitch of the season he was the first guy to to bat uh, on opening day and they got a base hit stole second I believe so he kind of enjoyed all the parts of the uh, the new rules and then you have, at the same time, the, the old regulars now uh, starting to click. Austin Riley, Matt Olson, Ozzy Albies are all on tears recently. Michael Harris has been their second best hitter behind Acuna in June. And we've already talked about this. I love the way their lineup stacks up one through nine. And you, when you even have guys taking over like Orlando Arcia, where you, you just uh, let Dansby uh, Swanson walk in free agency, and Arcia is now putting up like an all-star season, the Braves are, the Braves are a problem, and they have been since the beginning. On the Marlins side, I think there are a couple of uh, interesting things here. First, uh, we look at anytime you get a chance to quote Sarah Langs, you know you're about to have a very good little statistical nugget. She tweeted a while ago that Yuri Perez was the youngest pitcher since at least 1901 with three straight scoreless innings or three straight scoreless outings of six plus innings. I would like to point out he has a 134 ERA. He's 20 years old by the way, 134 ERA and 0979 whip. Uh, Opponents are batting 182 against him. The Marlins themselves are so freaking weird. Uh, I mean, you know, it's how unusual is it to have really good pitching and that works out for you. I guess that part of it isn't that weird, but yeah, I, I, I love the Marlins. I hope that they make the playoffs. I hope that they just go in and screw up everything in the postseason. We are, as you mentioned, a pro fish podcast here and I'm, I'm getting more on board with every week that passes. Speaking of uh, Sarah Langs, here's a Sarah Langs-ish type note you'll probably see on Saturday when when uh, Charlie Morton goes up against Yuri Perez. Yuri Perez, born in 2003, Charlie Morton started his pro career in 2002. So there's a an age tweet. People will love those. That'll go crazy. Sarah, you got it. We could probably look up when Bartolo Colon retired. I bet I bet there were a few of those oh, in yeah. his last season. Other big steps forward uh, for the Marlins this week is just returning some of the strength to their lineup. Jazz Chisholm is back three for four in his return on Tuesday. Gene Segura is back. 
and homered in his first game, maybe that's a, a positive sign for for the team that invested in him this offseason and he was just horrible in the first couple of months before getting injured. So that's a lineup currently as, as currently constructed. You look at it and say like they need to buy, they need to improve over the course of the next month before the trade deadline and they have the arms to trade away to do that. But if you can get Segura back to being a legitimate um, leadoff or number two hitter and Chisholm back doing what he does with the speed power combo, all right, you've got a real top half of the lineup and you still maybe need to uh, do some upgrades in the bottom half but uh marlins were our preseason power ranking number 23 just to tell you how smart we are uh the braves were number two so we're not terribly far off there but this is going to be a series that I'm, I'm truly excited to watch who's going to be more fun you've got jazz chisholm yuri perez and luis arias on the marlins meanwhile you've got ellie de la cruz and joey Votto on the reds along with andrew abbott who by the way is having a great rookie campaign Give me that matchup for the NLCS, please. Nothing against the Braves, but I'm I'm bored with the Braves being good. Again, as I was in the 1990s, I will take it. Yeah, I don't have the numbers to back it up. Um, I'm sure someone does, someone smart like Eno, but the number of young players who we've had debut and just be super exciting this year, from the what Bobby Miller did to Gavin Williams to Tanner Bybee, Logan Allen, of course, in uh, Baltimore, they have a whole handful of these guys. And uh, whether this is... This is because of the the draft pick incentive that we've had more guys up early in the season, or uh, I don't know, just a, a strange cycle of prospects all being ready at once. But this has been a really really good first half as we turn the corner here to the second half uh, for for seeing young players and Yuri Perez at the very very top of that list. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. It is time to talk about our top series of the week, uh, you know, aside from Atlanta and uh, Miami. My series this week is, uh, and I, I didn't pick this on purpose, I feel like the longer this goes, the more I'm going to be accused of being a Rangers homer, but the Rangers and Astros are playing a very interesting series this weekend. Texas has uh, a, a fairly sizable lead in the division. The Astros have been underperforming. And this is a chance for a Texas team that started off really hot, faded a little bit. Look at this. I've got ink all over my hands. Sorry to the audio listeners. This pen has just, I'm doing this. I'm like, what am I saying? Yeah, just <laughs> gross, gross. Don't touch anything. The Rangers started really strong. They were scoring a bajillion runs. And over the last couple of weeks, I had a, a kind of a hard time doing exactly what they did well for the first month and a half of the season, which is hitting with runners in scoring position. Seem to have come back a little bit in Tuesday night's game against the Tigers. They won 8-3. to three. They look like the Rangers of, not the Rangers of old, but the Rangers of uh, slightly less old. But yeah, that, this, this offense is going to have to carry the team a little bit. Their pitching has been still good, not as great as it was in the first little bit. And meanwhile, the Astros, I look at the Astros and the Angels almost 
in the in the AL West almost as um, like mirror images of each other or like the angel and the devil. Um, no pun intended. I, I will never believe that the Angels are a playoff team until they make the playoffs. They've just proven it too many times that they're going to find some way to fumble the ball at the at the goal line. On the other hand, I will never believe that the Astros are not a playoff team until they're eliminated from the playoffs. Again, just the track record of late is too strong. It's too uh, established. And so if you're the Rangers going into this weekend, this is a huge series to try to prove some dominance, prove that you are the team to be in the AL West. And um, for the Astros, it's a chance for them to try to just, I mean, my goodness, I'm looking at some of their June stats. Kyle Tucker's been pretty good with an 823 OPS of their qualifiers. Nobody else has an OPS over 800. Alex Bregman has kind of come back, you know, 794 OPS for the month. But then you look at, you know, Jeremy Pena, who was such a star last year in the postseason. June OPS, 619. They are in desperate need of just a consistent stretch of wins to try to get themselves back in the saddle a little bit. And they're not out of it yet. You know, it's still June. There's still time for them to do this. But this is going to be, I think, as big a series as can be in late June. For a team that's not, you know, tied or in, in a, within a half game of first place, I think it is a a big series for the Astros. Maybe slightly less big for the Rangers since they've cushioned their lead just a little bit. Now to the actual Angels, uh, my series of the week uh, is going to be D-backs against the Angels. Now D-backs, we know leading the the NL West, they are forty eight and thirty two. They're still two and a half up on the Giants, but the Giants are hard charging. I think that's going to be a case where everyone in that division is going to be looking to add at the deadline and should be very excited. The D-backs, I think, have a lot of incentive to add. And what they're doing here this weekend, they're, they're putting up TBD. Uh, is going to start with them Friday. Ryan Nelson was great last time out and Zach Gallen in the finale. They just sent Merrill Kelly to the injured list. So a rotation that was already really thin behind Gallon and Kelly is even thinner and uh, going to need to look for some help here. Maybe that's a call for Brandon Fott to come back up. We'll see. Griffin Canning, Tyler Anderson, Reed Detmer is going to start for the Angels. All much better of late, but still underwhelming on the whole. So this is going to be, I think, a, a pretty offensive weekend. We could talk forever about what Shohei Otani is doing and continues to do. He is running away with MVP, the first half MVP, unlike anything we've seen before and doing maddening things every night. Uh, just last night, I was watching Tuesday night, up watching that game. He hit two homers, 10 strikeouts on a Tuesday, casual stuff. It really, they've been doing it, though, like one through nine lately, and the Angels, that has been their problem uh, as well as, as the rotation. So on the roster ref- resource page on Fangraphs, they have uh, player power rankings for the last week. I don't know how instructive or predictive that actually is, but they have... Angels have eight of their nine starters in the lineup uh, in the top 100. And the only one out, Mike Trout at 123. So you can't predict ball. I will tell you something maddening that Shohei Otani did. He just decided to take a week off hitting home runs the week that I picked him for our uh, home run race. So that's frustrating. I have a question for you. Who is your National League Manager of the Year? Is it Skip Schumacher with the Marlins or is it Torrey Lavolo with Arizona? And I think those are maybe the only two. Well, I don't know. Maybe Cincinnati, you, you kind of have to throw them in there as well as far as like surprise team. Because this this manager award, I was talking with Jason Stark about this briefly today. It tends to be like which team, he phrased it. Uh, we've got producer Brian, don't forget Gabe Kapler. I, how could I, I will never forget Gabe Kapler. This is sort of the, the award where sports writers admit that they were wrong. Like which team were we the most wrong about? In that case, congratulations to the Cardinals and Ali Marmol. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. I think what they got to do is probably move the Marlins to the AL Central. And then there you go. You got to knock out Schumacher in the AL, Lavolo in the National League. 
I would strictly go because this is a uh, a pro fish pod. I would go skip, but honestly, either of them is good. Tori told me a really good story for a story I'm working on uh, a couple weeks ago in Arizona. So I don't know. It'd, it'd be a tight tight pick there. All right, Levi, you know what time it is. Time for us to head into the On Deck Arcade, you know, our weekly weekend game, arms race. If you haven't heard this before, we pick one starter each weekend, put them head to head, and we pick whichever guy comes away with a better game score 2.0, which is a completely real, not at all fake, uh, very understandable stat from Fangraphs. And it hasn't gone super well for me to the tune of seven wins for Levi, zero wins for Mevi. So I'm allowing myself to pick first every, this week and every week until I win. I'm hoping it's this week, but things have not gone super well. If you pay attention earlier this week, my guy didn't even pick up the ball last weekend. He got injured, and so I got zero points out of a possible. I don't know if there's actually a limit. There's not a limit. A million. A million. A million. So in this one, I'm going to go with Ranger Suarez on Sunday against the Nationals. He's been fantastic his last six starts, going at least six innings every time. Allowed two runs once and then one or fewer every other time. I almost, you know what, I'm going to I'm gonna hold on. After you pick, I'll, I'll tell you who I almost went with. Okay, we'll see. I've got a safe pick and a spicy yeah, pick. Yeah, no spicy, please. This week. No, I've got a good enough lead. I'm going to take my spicy pick. Uh, my safe pick was going to be Kershaw versus the Royals. Like, why Why would yeah, you not take that? that? Unless you're just getting arrogant, which I am. So even as a pro fish pod, I'm going to try my luck here. I'm going Spencer Strider against the Marlins. Oh, yeah, it is spicy. You know, the Marlins' strength is is uh, their pitching, obviously. The, you know, the offense, Strider's probably going to give up three hits to Arias. But, you know, their offense is not that powerful. And um, I like Strider. He had, a, he had a reasonably good outing lately, and I just... I just think he's cool. So I got a big enough lead. I'm just, I'm throwing my picks away at this point. If he can um, avoid homers and walks, which is, they're not an offense that really does both, except for Jorge Soler hitting a lot of homers and Jazz maybe being back, uh, he'll do enough strikeouts to make up for whatever he walks. So interesting pick. I'm hopeful it goes very wrong for you. I almost went with Zach Wheeler in the same series as the Na- against the Nationals, but I looked at the, the history and he had a 21 game score 2.0. Uh, against the Nationals last time he pitched against them. And Suarez had 65. And just a reminder, you get 40 points for showing up. So 21 is a tough day at the office. We'll leave it there. Time for us to go. Thanks to producer Brian for keeping us on the rails here or in the chicane. Thanks to you for listening. You can find our work all week long at theathletic.com. Subscribe to The Athletic for $1 per month for the first year at theathletic.com slash baseball show during our summer sale. Sign up for The Windup, The Athletic's daily baseball newsletter with Levi and Ken Rosenthal for absolutely free. Coming up next in your feed, The 3-0 Show. Derek Van Riper, Britt Giroli, Eno, Sarah's Talking Ball. What could be better? Give us a follow on Twitter. Levi is at 3-2-EFIS. I'm at Stephen J. Nesbitt. The two of us will be back on Monday with more of What's on Deck. In a game that constantly repeats itself, innovation is everything. It's all cyclical. Some of the best inventions come out of necessity. Okay, these are the problems. What are those solves? The NFL is constantly changing. 
its coaches are constantly scheming. I always joke around. I say it's 32 offensive coordinators versus one defensive coordinator every week because they all watch each other's tapes. They go through the explosive reel. And they're like, oh, this looks good. Let's do it. Sometimes bright minds are in the right place with the right collaborators at the right time. Yeah, Kyle barking at Matt LaFleur. Kyle's getting irritated to the point that he finally gives up and they find a way to get away from each other until they come back and come up with a solution. But I'm a glutton for punishment, as some of those guys probably told you along the way. I'm Jordan Rodrigue from The Athletic. I'm the host of a new narrative podcast called The Play Callers, a series about innovation, competition, and sometimes even self-destruction within the NFL's youngest coaching family. You lose that Super Bowl. You know, the lies that I told myself were, you won't be happy until you win a Super Bowl. Hear from these coaches like you've never heard them before with exclusive interviews with head coaches Sean McVay, Kyle Shanahan, Matt LaFleur, Mike McDaniel, and many more of the brightest minds in football. That's why when people say, like, I learned someone's offense, are you coaching that somewhere? What are you, the water boy guy who left his yellow book somewhere and now we have all your secret plays? Like, that's not how it works. My biggest fear if you talk to me as a 14-year-old would be the life of an 80s rock star to achieve success and then be on that downward trend. The coaches who knew each other the best also became each other's biggest competitors in the race to find new ideas. Sean and Kyle are so extremely competitive. I feel like it's like they love each other so much that they hate each other. The entire series will be out on Monday, July 10th, on the Athletic Football Show podcast feed. Find it wherever you get your podcasts.